0: Hey guys, Adam from Splendid Sports, back for another edition of 3 & 3. This is number 25, and I am joined by Chris from Missouri. How you doing, Chris? Uh, very good, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to do this. Me too. Uh, if, if someone's catching this as a first 3 & 3, Chris is going to show us three of his favorite cards from his collection, and we're gonna talk about them. And then we're gonna look at three cards that are on his want list, and we'll take a look at those. Um, but uh Chris, before we get into that, I wanted to just um you know go over a couple quick things with you on your channel. Um, I know you've been on YouTube what about six months now? Almost, almost six months.
1: Yeah. This is uh oh 35 videos or so and six months into it. And I'm enjoying every minute of it.
0: And I can see that a lot of people are enjoying your channel. You get a lot of views, you have a, a good amount of subscribers for a channel that's only been around for six months or so. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, for me, why I love your channel so much other than that, I could tell you're a great guy, um, is I love your storytelling. I think you're just a fantastic storyteller. You have a great collection. I mean, one of the best I've seen on YouTube, honestly, um, of what I've seen so far, I don't even know your full collection yet, but great collection. You're a great storyteller. And, um, I think this is a word, but you're a great orator. Is that a, is that a good term? I mean, just the way you speak and, um, uh, you know, that's that's a good skill to have. I, I've tried to improve on that as I go with this, but I can tell that you I don't, uh, I'm not sure what your profession is, but um, you are, are a very good um, orator, good speaker. So that I think that really helps a channel when you can well, if, speak. If like a you great,
1: If a great orator means that, he, you know, he stutters a little bit and makes up his own words at times and <laughs> doesn't know where to put question marks or periods in. I am a great orator
0: well i i I love listening to you talk and and show your card so i think that's what other people are finding too um but i i think i've seen almost every one of your videos so far and the last one that you did uh i wanted to bring that up real quick here because i i think it's a really cool idea uh and that has to do with you could tell more about it but um you're going to a show tomorrow when at the time of us filming this And it's going to be more of like a, what would you call it? A regional meetup type thing with other YouTubers at that show? Well, it's,
1: it's not my original idea. I know, I know somebody, there's other people in the hobby have been talking about it at times, but what it is is not everybody can make it to the national. I mean, that's a, that's kind of a big ordeal. And some of the people, we have YouTubers all across the United States. We, you and I both have friends in Washington. We have friends in Florida. We have friends in Arizona and California, and we have friends in New New York area. And so, you know, not everybody can make it to the national to meet up. And, and for those of you that don't know, usually Mike Moynihan, a baseball collector is kind of, kind of took the lead on this and has a gathering every, you know, every national. And then there's also another gathering, maybe the next night. What I thought we'd do there's shows all all across the states. You know, there's there's shows in Dallas and in in Portland and different things. And I just thought, okay, if you're gonna go to a show and you're a YouTuber, once you put it out there that you're going, and then maybe other YouTubers or people that watch your channel can go meet up with you, and maybe th- that community can grow. And so. I am so excited. It's not even close to my region, but I'm going to drive 10 and a half or 11 hours to go to Strongsville, Ohio, to a vintage card show. And I'm one, I'm excited about that, but two, I'm going to meet up with just what I know right now of, uh, Don's, Don's field of dream cards and Scott of reindeer studio and Mike Canadian, uh, I believe Canadian cards. And, uh, we're going to meet up together and have like a little, you know, we'll take a picture and and talk and and meet up for dinner or drinks or conversation. But I think, you know, I think that can happen at other places too. And I know it does, but I think we ought to try Let's not keep it a secret. Let's announce that we're doing it and maybe other people can enjoy that as well.
0: I love that idea because uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier and, I think with both of us that that's one of the biggest reasons that we've gone on youtube here is um you know the chance to connect with other collectors like we're doing here but a step even better would be yeah if you you can organize some events or some just get togethers uh with other youtubers other collectors i think there's i i don't think i've spoken to one collector out on youtube here that that's like one of their biggest goals when they got into this was like hey i i didn't know anyone else who collected and uh, I can meet people through YouTube here, but yeah, to kind of take that a step further, I think it's an awesome idea. And I'd love to, I'd love to see that kind of progress. That would be great. Uh, I know me here in Arizona, um, what would uh, George Diamond Yard sports cards, right. It's in Arizona. I, I One don't of know. My favorite people.
1: channels. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I would love to kind of see if I could find even more people out here on YouTube or however we would connect um, and do something like that here locally. Or even if it was like a, you know, a southwest thing, like you said, where you can drive to it rather than having to get on a plane or something. Uh, I, I would love to do something like that. So I hope, I hope that idea really starts to take off because I I think it would be something that so many people would be interested in doing if it was a little more organized. You know, you need you need someone like you to kind of get the ball rolling and get it organized because otherwise it kind of just floats away. You know. <laughs>
1: sure, and I, and I, it just takes this YouTube has made our collecting world smaller, meaning you're like next, you're like next door. I am now talking to my next door neighbor and it's like, I've known you for a long time because I've watched a lot of your videos and I've, you know, I've yelled at the TV. How come you're having him on? I need to be on your channel, that kind of stuff. And you, you know, it just, once you see that person, like I've experienced at the national you're their friend already. I mean, you've been watching their stuff and you just realize that most I, everybody is who they are on the video, and and it's just I don't know. The, I, I'm having so much more fun collecting cards because of the YouTube community, and it's it's you know I get a I get to share it with people when I make a mistake. I get to share it with people when I pick up something big. So I, I'm going to do my. We're going to have fun in Strongsville, and if anybody's out there watching this, is going to be there come over and say hi to us or, you know, track us down. Uh, and, and then I just hope when other people go to different bigger shows and stuff, just announce that you're going first. And then, so people, and people know.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, their pickups and I don't know what cards you're going to show here are three of your favorites, but um, I've seen some of your pickups videos, pickup videos here recently. You've made some massive pickups. You have some massive cards in your collection. So, if you're ready, I'd love to get going on these three of your favorites here and, and see what you got.
1: Okay, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to show cards. Uh, I like to show cards second to lucky like, to seeing cards. I love seeing other people's cards, but I really like to show them too. So, and what you're going to see here is uh, there's not not going to be any. I was going to show some cards um, because I'm getting into that, but the first card I'm going to show. Is a 1938 Gowdy Joe DiMaggio, and that's his rookie card. It's a big head card with the little squibbles on it, and uh, I just I just love this card. And you see a little red marker on it, a uh, little tape mark. That's how I keep track of it. It's this is one of the one of the 300 great cards by Mike Payne, and uh, I just I love this card. And I also like the fact that John Mangini doesn't have this card and he has every card.
0: I was just going to say that he was he was the last three and three I did. And that was on his want list. He had an achievable want list and a dream want list. He did the achievable one. And that was one of the cards on there. Uh, I love that card, too. That would be something on my list. And uh, I like the I like them both, the two versions. But the one with the, you know, the squibbles and the comics on there, I, I think is even better. So that is awesome. Well, thank you. When did you get that again?
1: Uh, In in Chicago, at the National in Chicago. Um, It's a story that will be coming up later on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll add to it just a little bit more. But I picked this up at the National in Chicago, and
0: I've been excited to have it. And how many of the 300 Mike Payne greatest cards do you have right now? Well, I have 207.
1: Uh, Now, I got into that 300 Great Cards because when I first got on YouTube, uh, first channel I clicked on and and a lot of us was Mike Moynihan. But Ray from Philly was talking to Mike about this, the book, the 300 Great Cards in Baseball. And Ray Ray collects it and Mike collects it. There's others out there. But I like watching both their channels because, uh, you know, they'll – they'll describe the card real well. And, and, and it, it got me to buy the book. I bought the book and said, Hey, I have 200 of these or 190 of them. I'm going to, I'm going to start collecting more. Now I won't finish the 300 unless you can help me buy the Honus Wagner or something like that. But, but it gives me something, it gives me a, a direction to go to. And so when I go, when I go to the Strongsville show, I have a list of about 10 of them. That I think are affordable, that that I'm gonna try to see if they're there, and try to bring a few of them home just to add to it. I know Ray has more than me, and Mike has, you know, Mike has a lot. Mike has 230 of them or 240, uh, but it's a fun fun set to collect.
0: I'm assuming that's a set that's on the PSA set registry, right?
1: Well, I don't think it was until Mike and Ray uh, petitioned for it to be. Okay, and it is it is on there now. I believe uh, it is on there now. I got to check
0: that out because I'd love to see like how many people have actually completed that set on the registry. I
1: don't I don't know if anybody. I don't think anybody has completed them because you got to have the Honus Wagner, and then you have to have that Eddie Plank T two hundred six that they don't make. And there's there's a few there's a few of them that are pretty rare oh. uh, uh, that I don't think people would have them all. Right. Uh, But and they're not they're not the greatest cards. I mean, there's a there's a Oscar Gamble, 1976 Oscar Gamble traded card with his big afro. And there's a Kurt Bavacqua blowing a bubble gum. That's one of the, uh, you know, blowing a bubble with his bubble gum. And that's one of them, too. So I don't know where he got these. But most of them are really, really good cards, though. But they're they're fun to collect.
0: All right. Well, let's go with number two.
1: Okay, the second one I want to show you is another national find, um, and it is the Satchel Page forty-nine Satchel Page Bowman. Uh, it's in a it's in a GAI uh, slab, and I'll probably cross this over sometime. I just just don't have the nerve to do it yet. And if you see, you see the red where it's part of the 300 great card set, but the blue makes that my Hall of Fame run. And there's a 115 cards of post-war rookie Hall of Famers, and I've just recently completed that. And this is one of those cards. But I just love it.
0: I love that card. that That's my favorite of his cards. He, I, he only has like three major ones, but that's my favorite of, of all three.
1: It's pretty. I mean, it's and, uh, you know, I uh, you see there's a few YouTubers that have this and everyone. I haven't seen a bad one yet. They're all uh, the colors are just nice. And I I remember he just looks like he's glaring at the person that's on deck. Right. Seeing who has to face next that he's getting ready to strike out. And I just I just love it. I just love it.
0: When you when you cross that over, you obviously have to make a, a video out of that. See the before and after. <laughs> see how nervous I am. How nervous, and then uh, I'd be interested to see. I would assume you'd send it to. Are you going to send it to PSA? I will now. See, I probably I probably
1: will try to track down the leaf uh, satchel page before I cross that over because in the post war set registry, there's a couple cards that they count two different ones as a rookie card, and so right now this counts as his rookie card. Too, also and so I probably won't I'm gonna use Tarzan method I'm not gonna let go of the vine till I got another vine to grab a hold of so I'm not gonna break this out until I have something uh, something to take its place
0: I'm gonna predict PSA five I'm gonna be optimistic
1: oh if it, is. <laughs> if it is
0: it looks great it looks like a five uh, five or better so that's what I'm gonna go with okay all right. So, I am the I mean, those are two two huge cards so far. Let's go number 3. What do we got?
1: Okay, so a lot of people watching not a lot of people watching this will kind of scratch their head maybe on this guy, but I'm showing you three cards that I have not had very long. I was going to show you three cards that I've had since childhood because my favorite card of all time is a 76 Johnny Bench um and uh, tops johnny bench and i just i love that card but and i was going to show you some that i've had but i this is my most recent pickup and it's a big one and uh and it is uh it finished that hall of fame rookie run and uh, it is the it says 48 leaf uh, but if we want to stay friends with Dave Bluejack at 66, we need to call this 49 Leaf. <laughs> um, and it's Hal Newhouser. Wow. And this, what makes this, what makes this, uh, tough is it's a super short print. And, you know, how Newhouser's the uh, all time winningest pitcher. And I think in the 40s, and he was, the, he's the only pitcher to win MVP back to back. Um, uh-huh. And you know, was a great picture pitcher that nobody knew much about uh, out of the area. And uh, anyway, this was a a hard card to pick up. And anybody trying to do that post-war run is trying to get this card. And you see with the blue on there, um, this it's it's Hall of Fame rookie run, and it's the last one I needed. And I was so excited to get this. I got this at the Machinist Hall show. In St. Louis,
0: I watched that video. Uh, I, I left. The, I believe I left a comment on it. Um, what is the? How many is PSA ever graded of that card? So I tried to
1: look at it again, and it, I, it's about a hundred cards, um, about a hundred graded cards. And I looked at the uh, post-war Hall of Fame rookie run of how many, you know, the PSA PSA set run that people are trying to trying to complete, and only. There's only 15, less, there's 15 or less people that's doing that set registry that have all the cards. And, but it, this is the hardest card to get. And then the Eddie Matthews rookie card is the next hardest card to get. Um, you know, and this, you know, this, this one in this grade and a 3.5 is, is pretty high grade for this. And yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think, I don't think John Mangini or Dave would call it rare, you know, because rare to a lot of people. There's ten of them out there, or five of them out there. But this is, I think, it would be definitely classified as a hard card to
0: get. Do we know why it's such a such a short print in that set? Is there? Well, I've
1: heard two stories on it, and uh, and one one of the stories I heard that it was on the sheet on the last row by itself a lot. And so just to save time, they just cut the the sheet was cut and, and they just didn't put, they just didn't put that out there. A couple of the stories, one story that I think might be more true is back then they were trying to get you to collect more and buy more stuff. And so they'd send out a checklist of what's in the cards and they just wouldn't print out one of the cards. And, you know, so people would keep going after that card. And then finally they did print out some at the very end of their run. So I don't know. It's a, I don't know why it's hard to get, but man, I'm
0: glad I have it. it's so cool that you have that. Uh, that. That's one of my favorite sets of all time. I love the, I mean, I got the shirt on right here. Beautiful. I, yeah. I, yeah. I just love that, that the look of that set, the, you know, the players in it, the, the historical importance of that set. So you see you know on, on these 3 and 3s um we show a lot of those cards but they're all, all, all those certain ones are always on people's want list, you know. So it's just a awesome set. Um so yeah, it's that's unbelievable that you have that card. When I watched that video I, that was like one that really stuck with me. I was going to mention that card even if you didn't use it as one of your three. I wanted to mention that. So okay. Great three cards there. Um you have such an awesome collection. You I mean like I wasn't sure what you were going to show because you, I mean, just from the videos I've seen, there was like so many in my head. I was like, Oh, he might show that. He might show that. So great job with that. Um, now let's Thank move you. to the, the second part here where you sent um, three cards on your want list. And I'm going to pull up card ladder here where we can look at some images. Uh, but before I do that, actually on the first one, I don't have to cause I have this card. Uh, this is uh, 1953 Bowman color Peewee Reese. And I have uh, got a PSA four of that here. Oh, love it! So, just a a great, great card, uh, iconic card, because of the the set, but also more importantly, the the art on the card, the image. You know, the people love. Well, not everyone. I speaking of blue jacket, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't love this card. Um, that's okay. I I do, uh, and a lot of people do, but. I understand, you know, when a card gets you hear over and over how awesome it is, some people can, you know, over time, you can just be like, all right, enough. It's a great. (laughs) But this is um, Pee Wee Reese was my uncle's favorite player. Um, And uh, I'm going to do a video on him one day. Uh, My uncle, I never got to meet him. He died when he was young. But I, I was told through my grandfather that Pee Wee Reese was his favorite player. So I wanted to definitely get a Pee Wee Reese card for my collection. And I figured I'll go with this one. Um,
1: That's so beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, I, I've actually had that card three different times. Okay. And so I, I did a video, one of my first videos, I did a thing called the Dufresne collection where I mowed yards for this little old lady that paid me with baseball cards. And yep. so I, and I have a lot of, I, I've kept a lot of that stuff today. I've, I've kept a lot of it. And, but anyway, I've had that, I had the card for the longest time. And then the first round of cards that I send in to be graded was that card. And it came back. It They were questioning the authenticity of it. So then I sent it to SGC and they said, not not authentic. So, but it was the only card that I got from her that ever said that. So, so I had that one and uh, then, and I used to, I I used my dad was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan and his favorite players, Roy Campanella. But, you know, the way I learned the history of baseball, I'd sit down and I'd try to collect the starting lineup. And, and the, when the Brooklyn Dodgers were in their heyday, he was their shortstop, you know, with Gil Hodges and junior Gillum and, and Jackie Robinson all in the infield. And, you know, I played with that card a lot. And then I picked up another one raw had a big old had a big old scratch in it. But about two days after I got that card, the owner of that card, he a dealer, called me and said, Hey, is there a possibility I can get that back from you? Because uh, he had a friend that his health wasn't doing very well, but he'd asked for that card a long time. And so so I gave him that card. So now I don't, I'm not, I don't have any Pee-wee cards. I go to the National. I pick up, uh, you know, I'm going to be uh, at the National in Atlantic City. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait and look at all the tables, and I'm going to buy. Walk through the door the very first day. Within five minutes, it was at the first table. I picked it up, and I bought that card. Uh, that's how patient I was. <laughs> but uh, about uh, 20 minutes before I left the National, this Joe DiMaggio that I got, I uh, the Joe DiMaggio that I got, I traded it for. Uh, I traded that Pee Wee Reese and that Ted Williams that's on your shirt for this Joe DiMaggio card. So um, I don't have it, but let me tell you, if we do a video again after Strongsville show, I'm going to get that card. I don't. Nobody's going to get it back from me, and it's going to be a. It's going to be authentic. So I will have that card someday. I promise
0: you. So, and this is going to be your forever copy. You're keeping this one.
1: That is correct. That is correct.
0: Because it's not a, you know, like, like you're saying, it's not a card that's like, you can find it anywhere at shows. It's, it's, it's out there. It's not that expensive of a card compared to some of these other ones we're looking at. Uh, so when you go to buy this copy, what do you, what are you looking for specifically? Um, I know you probably don't care too much about the grade. Uh, are you big on centering or what are you, what are you looking at? What's your strategy when you go to buy this one?
1: Well, so I'm going to look. I'm going to try to look look for one that is well centered, and I, on this one, I don't care if it's PSA or SGC, but I want it to be one of those two, and I want it to be a graded card. That way, I know it's authentic. And this, you know, it's not. I, I get where Dave's coming from as far as not a fan of that card because it's staged and different things like that. But but if you're a vintage collector and been in it as long as I have, you probably should have one of these in your collection because they're not all that expensive and there's, there's always people that have them for sale, but I don't, on this one, I want it to be pretty clean. I want it to be well centered. Um, I don't care what the back looks like. Um, my eyes are getting too bad to read the backs of the cards anymore. I used to just study them hard. Now I got to work hard at it. And so I just, I want to, I want a clean centered card, but I, but if there's only one there for sale, I don't care if it's a one or authentic, authentic, I'm going to get that card.
0: All right. Well, I look forward to seeing what you pick up. Um, now, card number two on your want list. I'm going to pull up card ladder here and punch in your second card 1933 the long Lou Gehrig this is the second three and three in a row that this card has come up as uh, John Mangini in the last one this was this was one on his want list too uh, let's go with let's do let's do this one right here this is a SGC 1.5 that recently sold uh, looks like, uh, for love of the game auctions for 5,300 bucks pricey card. I,
1: so I have a, I have a Jimmy Fox and, and, and I, I saw your video with him and I, you know, and he talked about how the, there wasn't a whole lot of cards in this set. Uh, but the rare, you know, some of the commons are, are really expensive uh, and and harder to find than some of these, this Lou Gehrig. And I don't want to just copycat John Mangini because his collection and my collection, uh, let's just say he and I don't play in the same sandbox. Um, uh, he 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 has a lot of stuff, but this is this has been one that I've been wanting to get. I have a '33 Gaudy um, Lou Gehrig. I you know I have a a '34. Uh, it's just, this is one that I don't have. Um, and I've been, I've been eyeing it for a long time and I'll have to find the, just the right one. And for me, you know, it's going to have to be a lower grade. Um, uh, I, unless I trade for it, I'm going to bring some cards to, I always bring cards to show shows to trade, uh, duplicates and stuff like that. Um, you know so but it if i'm going to buy it outright it's going to have to be the right card and you know if i got a higher grade one of these which i'd love to have um it would not look like the rest of my lou gehrig stuff but just i've been on my want list for a long time
0: speaking of higher grade i just noticed this one this one <laughs> recently sold for 137 thousand bucks december of 2022 at memory lane it's a psa 8 but Huh. Uh, you know what? Uh, that that one point five seemed a little better centered, uh, better centered to me. <laughs> than and same.
1: my wallet seems to be bigger when I have that one point five instead of this one.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I figured I'd show that too because uh what a spectrum, you know, on the, on the as far as the pricing goes with that one.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But yeah, I, I someday I'm gonna. Try to get a Lou Gehrig card, and I've narrowed it down to either the 33 Gaudi, like you mentioned, or the DeLong. And I still can't figure out uh, which one I'm going to go with. I, I'm leaning towards the, the, the DeLong at some point if I can. Uh, I think visually I, I might like it a little better than the Gaudi, even though they're both like all-time great cards. So sure, be, that will be a goal for me someday. All right, last one. We, we already mentioned this card. Uh, we're going to go. I'm just I'm saying 1948 because that, that's what's going to pull it up. 1948 leaf. That's page. Man, this is a pricey card. This is a um, a one point five PSA that recently sold for 20, almost 20,000 bucks. Nineteen thousand eight hundred at REA in December of last year. And uh, nice looking copy. Real nice. Uh, it's just got that. Looks like it's got that tape mark on it there. But talk to me about this card.
1: So this is also a super short print. Um, And I made a video and accidentally put in what some of my goals were for this coming year. And one of them was to get that Hal Newhouser card. And then I told myself, I'm going to buy, I'm going to get a big card this year. And, you know, $10,000, $15,000 is out of a lot of people's budget. And especially my budget, if my wife is watching this show right now.
0: <laughs>
1: but I'm here me to too. tell you, For record I'm me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that if you're a vintage collector, you, some of this stuff you, you you can figure out how to get it. And I I learned that from an early age that I can figure out how to get this card. And I own, like the fifty two tops Mickey Mantle or this one was the card was the big card that I was saying that I was going to get this year. And, and I just, and yes, I'm not going to take, you know, $30,000 to the national to drop $30,000. But what I can do is I can take uh, cards to trade for this. Now, if you're going to trade for this card, it's going to hurt. You're going to, you're going to lose something out of your collection. And, I have some stuff in my collection that I won't trade. Um, I have a lot of stuff that I won't trade given to me, or I had them from a, you know, I had them from an early age, but I was quick to give up that Pee Wee Reese 53 and the Ted Williams leaf, you know, to get a Lou Garrett or to, to get the other card, the Joe DiMaggio card. And so I, you can make this work and i when we' when I was at the national in Chicago, I, i'm I was you know I made a I bought a card there and thirty minutes later I made eight hundred dollars on that same card uh, you know, and I wasn't trying to and I did not want to trade it but I worked my way up to at that national to get a fifty two tops Mickey Mantle. I just didn't pull the trigger on it because in, I was liking in the haul that I was coming home with. And there was, you know, there's 20 cards or so that I came home with. And all that was going to go toward that one mantle. And mm-hmm. so I could have had it if I'd have made that decision. I'd probably be happy right now. But so this this satchel page is in my in my sights. Uh, I might not get it, uh, but but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my best to try to figure out how to get this card. And so, this is definitely on my want list. And, like you say, there's only, I think there's three Satchel Page cards in a set registry. And I, I love the other Satchel Page that I have. But I, I don't know if there's one of this, but I want to be a post war rookie, Hall of Fame uh, master collector or whatever, because there's seven post war rookies that they consider two cards to be their rookies, either or. And like the Satchel page has that card that I showed and this card right here. And I have, I need three of them to uh, say I'm a master. Uh, to say I have all the, the post-war rookie cards and this happens to be one. And the George Kell happens to be one and that's not going to be, a, I don't think that'll be too tough. And then Larry Doby's another one. So, you know, eventually I would, but this is, this is the grand poobah. This is like Indiana Jones is going after this card right here. And that's what, you know, I want to get, I want to go after this card.
0: I don't blame you. And uh, even though I mentioned that I like his 49 Bowman a little better from uh, just the the image on it and so forth, I totally understand why this card is way more expensive (laughs) and it it deserves to be. And I don't claim to know, you know, much about the future of pricing and cards and everything and what what it's going to do, but I would venture to guess that this card is going to keep going up. Um, So yeah, it's one of those cards that, uh, you know, man, yeah, if you're going to try to grab it, maybe sooner the better, (laughs) if you if you can make a move on it. Because I honestly I don't I don't see a scenario other than like the world's ending that this this card is going to like go down in price based on based on how significant it is and you look at like, you know, Jackie Robinson, I would obviously say is uh, more historically significant as far as in the culture and everything. Um, but Satchel Page, I think, is gaining a little bit as as far as like people, you know, hearing about his story. And it's it's um, you know, a similar story in a way to Jackie Robinson. And Jack and Jackie Robinson has way more cards than Satchel Page. And we've seen what Satch uh what Robinson's cards have done as far as price over the last few years. I could definitely Uh, see satchel pages cards they've already climbed a lot obviously but i i really think they're gonna keep going up and up and up really great choices there um i have kept you over a half hour here so oh gosh before we go um last part i like to do here is give me a mention of a channel or two if you got any off the top of your head that um you know that you enjoy or any any channel that you want to mention basically before we jump off
1: well there's there's a lot of them and we, we mentioned a few of them now, but you know, they all Ray from Philly and Mike, and they all have a, a big following. But since I started YouTube, my, the first one that reached out to me after Mike was Don, Don's Field of dreams cards. And he's, he's, we call him Donnie Livestream Cause he's on everything. And he's, he's a good friend of everybody's, but the second one that reached out to me and he and I talk, Uh, a lot on various things other than cards. And uh, that's Drew, um, the Drew of Vintage Legacy. Uh, I like telling stories, but I, I mentioned, or I don't know if I mentioned, maybe, but if I was blind, I could still collect baseball cards if I could have Drew talking to me about the cards. He can, he just, I don't know. It's one of my favorite channels. Um, and there's so many of them out there and you've had a lot of them on, especially, um, you know, new channels that there's a, if you want to, if guys want to learn about collecting on a budget, I have a, I have a buddy that, that just started out YouTube stuff. His name's STL Puckhead, Um, and he collects on a budget. So, you know, and I like the way he's doing it. Um, he's doing it the right way. That's, that's one, um. Gosh. And then you've had Matt, uh, the card story on there already. Uh, you've had 3d 80s. Heck you've had them all on here before you've had me on here. I just kind of, I feel, you know, I feel lucky now I'm, 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 I'm somebody.
0: We so, got a long way to go. There's a lot more channels I could do. And I think what I might start doing too is returning champions. I did it one with, um, with Doug, uh, decons, cardboard and Dylan, where I bring two past three and threes back and we do, uh, uh, returning champions, the three of us. And uh, I think I'll start doing a few of those here and there along with some of these new ones I've had Don on, um, for a three and three. Uh, but, uh, the drew of vintage legacy. I discovered his channel actually very recently because you mentioned it I, again, YouTube. There's so many channels that like, sometimes you just, for whatever reason, you don't come across it. And when I did find that, uh, Drew's channel, I totally agree. Great storyteller. The videos I've been watching so far have been awesome. So um, and, and some different. of the some of the guys that put a lot of work in their videos like Reindeer Studios
1: and and three. I mean, they're just different videos than than mine. They're just they're they're organized and, and, you know, really funny and stuff. But but listen, what you're I like what you're doing. I wish I had I wish I came up with this idea first a bit, but I love it that you're bringing attention to other people's channels um, and. Giving them airtime on yours, so your so your people can get a little little snippet, little taste of what they do, and give them a and they then your people can decide whether they want to go over and join their channel and stuff. I just I love it, and I think the hobby, the YouTube YouTube world and the hobby is benefited by you doing this stuff, and I really mean that. I'm not just sucking up to you because I've already been on your show now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for saying that. I benefit the most of these. I get to meet, meet someone new like you and, uh, feel free. If you could call it three and three, call it four and four, two and two, whatever you want to call it, do feel free to do it on your channel. Uh, maybe you could do it with me sometime, you know, so, uh, this is not copyrighted. Feel free to (laughs) do your own take on it. Um, the more, the merrier, the more videos, the better. So thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. It's been great getting to know you and someday we'll get to meet at a show and that'll be great. Let's meet at one of those regional shows. How about exactly. that? All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Let us know what you think in the comments, and we'll be back with another one soon.